Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. Hi guys, welcome to Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Get Stuff Done. It's me, it's Richard Crawford Small. I hope you've all had an amazing week um, and I hope you've... Um, You've managed to achieve the goals that you set yourself out um, last time we were together. So um, if this is your first time listening to us, love you to go back, um, back to the beginning. It's a bit of a story that we tell um, right back to podcast number one. Move all the way through, learn a little bit about how we work, what we do, the value that we can add. There's some brilliant stories and interviews um, in the previous kind of 20 odd episodes um to avail yourself with some inspirational people that I've had the great pleasure in spending time with and, and interviewing so I highly recommend you get yourself involved in all of that um but if you're again if you're going to jump straight in go back a couple of steps in this podcast series go back to I think episode 17 I think it was uh, I could be wrong where we're talking about um fourth era of aesthetics um, this is part of a, a series, this is uh, part three, and um, what we're looking at is the, the the change in the aesthetics market that is going to be coming, or is coming, uh, in January kind of 2021. So um, just to give you, you know, a little bit of a, a kind of brief summary um, on where we are, think of this as like, you know, this is the pre-opening pre credit recap, is... Um, there have been four distinct eras in the, well, three distinct eras till now in the aesthetics market. Um, 1996 to 2006, we had the Botox era. 2006 to 2016, it was the era of energy devices. Um, 2016 to 2020 was skincare, skin first. And the lockdown has created the fourth aesthetic era, which is the era of at-home treatments. Um you can hear it all kicking off in the background and actually do you know what it kind of really reinforces my point is here we are listening to this and wasn't that long ago that you'd have kind of pressed stop re-recorded gone right back to the beginning but this is the at home era that we're in it's not just in injectables it's everywhere that's the third time that the amazon man has been uh or we've had a delivery rather to our house today and it's not even two o'clock in the afternoon we used to get one like delivery a week. Now we're getting three, four a day. Um, and, you know, you've got the kids at home all the time. You know, dogs there woofing away in the background. It's just it's just the way it is. And that's that's how this we're going to move forward. It's creating the at home era. And you need to be, um, you know, from there having created the framework, what we're calling a fourth generation or fourth era sorry aesthetic business and we've got until about january 2021 to pull all these things together now what does what are the challenges that we're going to face 
a severe economic depression. You know, the biggest depression on history in history is around the corner, or we're actually in early stages of it. Um, most businesses have a poor long-term business um, model. Most businesses or practitioners are not particularly well differentiated in a crowded market. They don't stand out. And everyone's pricing is just way too low. So part of my role in all of this, I believe, is to help create fourth era businesses. So a fourth era business is essentially it's run by an entrepreneur. And we explored that um, in our in a previous podcast, definition entrepreneurship and what it means to be an ascetic entrepreneur and things that you can do to to um, kind of start to think and get into the right mindset. Um, and you need to have a diversified business model. And that's what we're going to talk about today is what is a diversified business model? How can you create that diversified business model? Um, and what does it mean and how will it impact and affect your business? Um, but before we jump into that, I just want to give a real special shout out to the guys who are in the Entrepreneurs Club, the Ascetic uh, Entrepreneurs Club, my VIP coaching clients who have been working with me to basically uh, implement this in their own businesses for the last you know, month or so. Um, maybe some have been working with me for a couple of years and are getting great results from implementing this particular plan and doing these particular things. And as I stand at the moment, I'm doing this podcast live in our uh, Entrepreneurs Club community. So they're all sat there listening to this live as we go through it. So hi, guys, um, listen up. Um, some of this you'll already recognize as things that we are doing, but some of it will maybe will be new to you as well. So get let's get cracking. So to establish a, a diversified business model, what is a diversified business model? Well, first thing is it's one that basically doesn't have all of its eggs in one basket. So if you're listening to this and when the lockdown happened, if your business stopped generating revenue, then you have a poorly diversified business model. It just means that you make your money from doing one particular thing. And most businesses are are the same. Most, you know, and in aesthetics and beauty, definitely like that. You make your money from performing treatments. And that's totally understandable, right? Because, you know, if you look at the pre the eras that we spoke of, Botox, energy, skincare, that's how you delivered those particular treatments. A client would come in the door, you would provide value solve a problem for them they would provide something of equal value to you which is generally money or in some cases not equal value um we'll come to that later um and everybody would be happy the problem comes is when you suddenly cannot do that and you know ask yourself this question and be really honest about it how quickly did you run out of money so how when lockdown started and you were unable to generate revenue through your treatments, how quickly did you run out of money? Was it a week? You know, was it a month? Was it, a, you know, a couple of weeks, a month, two months? You know, what was your resilience like? How quickly did you run out of money? And, you know, that's because you don't, you know, not having financial buffers in place, spending money because you think that it's always going to be there like that. You know, if you go back and listen to the podcast we did with Jason Greystone and he talks really brilliantly about this. Um, but, you know, ultimately, this is about re generating revenue. So if you're treat, if you're all focused on short term revenue generation, i.e. treatments, you don't have an awful lot of resilience. So 
That's one thing. But so what we can do is say, imagine a, a world where you have another lockdown, but you've still got a business that's generating revenue. So if we can create uh, a model where only you know forty to fifty percent of your of your revenue is generated through short term income treatments, but then you have got a longer term um, revenue generation model which includes subscriptions. So that will give you security. Short-term sales is all is anxiety because you're waking up the first of the month and there's nothing in the bank and you've got to work your ass off to fill the coffers. And then the end of the month, you've got to start again because you know your model doesn't support it. Creating a subscription model gives you security because over time, you build and you build and you build and you reduce your reliance on you know short-term sales and you build up your subscription revenue so what happens is the first of the month and you open the books and you look and you can see that you've got 40 percent maybe of your revenue which is already accounted for which could pay the bills and it will shut down all of the panic and the anxiety and it will enable you to start to think much clearer and much more long term in how you can generate revenue and how you can create new products and new services that help increase and generate more revenue and so on and so on. So think about, you know, having that channel option as it's called. So sales is the short term, channel is the longer term, you know, is about it's a security blanket that diversify because if one person suddenly stops paying their subscription, it's not going to collapse your business model. Um, but, you know, you might not in you might not have that one person come in and spend that two thousand pounds with you that you were banking on to pay the bills. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got a big problem. So it's creating the balance between short term and long term. It's also about enabling the increase of equity. So what we just talked about there is essentially revenue. So money coming through, but it's enabling you to add invest in equity in your business, which is putting product processes in place. And from those processes, I consider online retail or digital uh, sales to be part of all of that. So you need to have an online shop, a retail business. And going back to our, you know, our three eras, skincare is the one that really lends itself to um, on online retail, online sales. But don't forget that also we have energy in there as well. And, you know, if you consider that the fourth era is going to be a collaboration, a combination of the kind of Botox era or the injectable era, the, the energy era and the skincare era, obviously, from the injectable side of things, that probably has to be done in clinic, of course. There are a lot of energy treatments that need to be done in clinic, again, of course. But that also means that there are some parts that can be done at home. Now, I don't know if those technologies are particularly well developed or evolved or, you know, they're coming through as we speak, something that we're looking into in detail. But if I'm a manufacturer and I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, right, yes, I've got my own risk is here. Because if you're not providing treatments um, in clinic, then your reliance on my machinery is reduced. Therefore, I'm not going to be, it's not getting used as much. It doesn't wear out as quickly. I can't, I'm not getting replacements. I'm not getting orders. Things start to change. So I'm going to be thinking about this diversified business model as well. So from, from that point of view, it's enabling you to create this online experience where, you know, people can maybe rent pieces of equipment from you for a home treatment, you know, that, which this also leads into the subscription side of things. So from a subscription point of view, you want to really commercialize your 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 knowledge in a sense rather than your um, products. So subscribe 
to you know my our program and then the products are on top of all of that the subscription model just about the program and access to the date your information the knowledge the you know the treatment planning you know some in clinic treatments and at home and then the upsell is to the online retail side of things so then all of a sudden you've got three things that you can generate revenue from and then the fourth thing is around your your brand your knowledge so it's and this is what creates the kind of long-term equity is when you are recognized as being a leader in your field you are recognized as being a kind of a guru uh it's not a it's not a word i'm a massive fan of but you know in marketing terms it's everybody knows what it means you know if you're one of those sort of guru brands um everybody knows who you are you're an influencer when you make sort of you know make decisions and buy pieces of equipment people follow you um and this is not great opportunity to establish yourself as one of those we're in a market that is still quite nascent you know the aesthetics and beauty market and i call this the, the blurry bit in between the two so in between you know the advanced beauty market and injectables is that kind of aesthetics bit I, I, that's how i look at it and in there it's still pretty nascent you know the only recession it's been through is one in 2008 it kind of tells you how new it is um so there are still opportunities for people to be able to use their knowledge effectively and commercialize it and that's going to be through creating unique propositions so if there's a particular technology that you've got a real affinity with you know don't just think oh everybody does that it's not not everybody does do this you know if you sit there and you think well it's easy because everybody can do it that's how this is how how artists generally make no money is because they believe that their talent is universal and it's not you know you look at a great artist i mean my father is a fantastic artist um and only up until recently, he's taken his kind of skill for granted. He's now, you know, fully invested and, and understands his own value and his own worth because not everybody can do what he does. Um, you know, he creates incredible arts or pieces of work, jewellery, um, you know, made from, you know, precious and semi-precious metals and precious stones using his own, you know, influences um, and, and um, you know, uh, insights. It's unique. So... If you like what he does, then you would be able to respect the uniqueness of it and pay accordingly. And it's exactly the same thing in this, is if you created something that is unique, special, um, you might not, you may consider it, someone else might not consider it to be. Well, that's their lockout. But a lot of people will consider it to be that. So you need to, so this is creating that diversified business model. You know, the, the first sort of step is, is understanding, you know, where in this you are. A majority of people kind of, you know, if 80% of your revenue is sat in create short-term sales, then you're, you've got to do a little bit more work than, than maybe others to, to get yourself into a position where you've got spread, you've spread the risk over four different uh, sectors. So, yeah, so, and I know we're going into a bit of detail and you're sitting here from a podcast thinking, Jesus, you know, how the hell am I going to understand this or think about all of this? And it's just, you know, these are resources here to help you. Go back through the podcast, join the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Facebook group, you know, sign up to our matrix system. These are all things there to help you and, you know, to create you visualize um, what I'm talking to you about. This is only a four podcast series and then we're going to get back into the interviews and general nonsense. But this is an important thing to get out into the world. It's an important thing to get out of my head, actually. And also, as I say with content, is 
this is going to be transcribed this is going to be reused um this is somewhere that i will be sending you know manufacturers and suppliers to listen to this to listen to my insights and thoughts and maybe they can get involved and help to drive this message of creating fourth you know era uh, aesthetic businesses so that's the first thing so this is what we want to do now there are four Cheeky little steps that I think on the, on the way to doing this, on the way to creating that diversified business model. And the first step is you need to become a media company. Now, there's a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk who, um, you know, this phrase is kind of, he said about five, six years ago, that every company needs to be a media company. Um, and I absolutely agree with him. And if you did that five years ago, you're now in a position where you are maybe creating content, creating blogs. You've got your own little content machine. You know, you're generating real insight and um, and value and putting it out there into the world. For those of you who are not quite so far far down that road, is you've got to think about this is a free gift. So from a business model perspective, four steps in your business model, gifts, entry-level products and services, your bread and butter or core products and services, and then your upsell. And your gift, the gifts are education, honesty, insight, and experience. And this is one of them. So if you're creating content, then you are creating gifts. Gifts lead you to a community that help you, give you access to them to solve their problems for them. It essentially helps you generate revenue. So becoming a media company is essentially doing three little steps is one is having a strategy so it's understanding who you want to talk to what you want to say to them and what you want them to do with that information who you want to talk to what you want to say to them and what you want them to do with that information and then once you've created that then it's about production so you need to create the assets so is it a podcast is it video is it a um you know interactive scorecard is it a you know blog whatever you know you've got to create the create the asset and then you have to distribute it and the distribution is the bit that kind of takes a little bit of time so it's putting it out there into the world it's syndicating it into your um, social media feeds it's using Hootsuite it's doing all those different things to get it out there into the world so you know three steps what's your strategy production mechanism and distribution and once you've done that you know, you, you've kind of taken that, that first step into diversifying your business model, talking about your knowledge and selling that brand aspect of it, the top, you know, the top uh, tier, your knowledge, commercializing that. So once you've done done that bit, it's about then creating your subscription models and these other things that we need to do. So digging in, looking at your product and service suite, really identifying your special sources, you know, who, who who your target client is, what their problems are, and then creating products and services that you can then basically sell, create programs, and you sell the program as a subscription, not products. This is important because products can change, but the program will probably be universal. So, you know, we have our own pro programs. We've got Launchpad, we've got Platinum, we've got the fourth era um, course that we're creating. And that's basically designed to take you through all of this sort of model. And in that, you know, you subscribe and you'll get access to the insight, right? But if you wanted to get hold of some of the assets, some of the things to help you along the way, like con like the content machine, like access to Google Juice, to automate, to some of the different elements that help support that, then obviously that's an upsell. So you're subscribing to the, the knowledge, but the implementation 
and the to- the tools, if you like, is an upsell. So you, you can, and that's what drives your, you know, in your in your business model, your subscription model becomes your core, your bread and butter, and the product sells becomes the upsell, becomes the next step on. So you need to look at how you can create that and what sort of value you have in all these kind of things. And then the third step is about building a digital business unit. And I and I, it sounds very highfalutin, you know, build a digital business unit. I think about this a lot. And I think your digital business, you need to think about it as a separate entity. It's almost like something that you outsource to. So... You, you know, have a chat with your accountant because you maybe find there are some benefits in actually in incorporating it as a separate company. But, you know, your essentially your digital business unit, you you send your clients to and they buy products from that. So your website, think of it, your website is a separate headcount. It's almost like a distribution network. And you send your clients to the website and then from that website, they will download, buy, you know, take action. But it's essentially... Um, thinking along those kind of lines so you need to be looking at you know low seo um reimagining your digital treatments um you know rick o'neill who runs the ae digital um hub is an absolute legend at all of this so i'm literally just you know i'm nicking his words right now but um you know did building digital teams streaming things but building online revenue capabilities essentially is what this is. It's building that core um, system that enables you to facilitate the the delivery of products, service and knowledge digitally. Um, and think of it as a separate business. And then the final part of this little piece, it's about creating that whole knowledge economy. So, you know, what is it you're going to sell? What products, what, what, sorry, what um, courses do you have available? How can you help someone outside of, um, you know, how can you help someone outside of your kind of normal core treatments to help them grow? You know, we have um, clients who who run, you know, really, really successful beauty businesses, but then also do online yoga classes. And, you know, no one said that your your brand, that your knowledge about the business has to be related to the, you know, the sales aspect of it could be something completely different. You know, if you're an air, if you're a pilot and you run a, an aesthetic business, you could do courses about how to be an air, an aesthetic airline pilot. You can tell I'm reaching a little bit in that little one. But, um, you know, so, you know, I'm a sales marketing consultant. I, you know, the courses I run on are on entrepreneurialism, how to become an entrepreneur. So you don't have to pigeonhole yourself. You know, this diversified business model is exactly that. It's diverse. It's supposed to be kind of broad. You know, your core is quite narrow and focused. And that's from your comes from your sales, the channel, the subscription aspect of it. You're driving people to online retail, but then your brand, you know, you can become so much more. You can really, really transcend things um, and um, and deliver value way beyond what you would really would have originally thought in this kind of process. Um, which I think is a really kind of, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do. It's a very special thing to be able to do, to be able to move away from, you know, your i suppose the core into commercializing different aspects of your life um we are you know way down the road of kind of creating systems and 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 products and services to help people do this you know to take their knowledge and commercialize it and part of the reason we we've developed our own technologies you know our our systems to enable our clients to commercialize their um their own experience and their knowledge so 
this is where we are. So, you know, part kind of two, if you like, of the creating the fourth era business is around building that diversified business model. Part one is about creating an entre- being an entrepreneur, managing your fear through you know entrepreneurial activities and insights. Part two is about establishing a diversified business model. Now, don't panic. It's not like you have to create this overnight. Don't panic. It's not something that we have to do today. But what we do have to do is create it. And now, now is the time to take the step back. And if you want access to some of the visual stuff that we use to support all of this, feel free, you know, join the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs group. Go back through the podcasts. Go to uh, aesthetic-entrepreneurs.com. Um, and you can get access to, you know, um, our the beginning of our, our process there. Um, there are webinars and all sorts of things that you can engage with. We've got a lot of content. Um, it, a lot of this is all on our on our matrix system. So, you know, the, the, the tools are there to help support you and help you, you know, achieve these these goals. So the next step in this process is about differentiation. Now, this is something that has frustrated me for... 15 to 16 years actually probably longer than that if I'm honest and it's that the aesthetic of the market is very very poor at differentiating and this causes all sorts of difficulties you know people don't really understand the difference between you know what would be termed as medical aesthetics and what would be termed as high-end beauty and I know what I'm about to say is more than like quite contentious in the UK it absolutely is but the fact of the matter is is that very simply the consumer, i.e. the person that you sell your services to, cares not. Um, This is borne out. They care about themselves and they care about what it means to them. They don't care about the qualification. So what they care about is how that qualification is reflected. So in a sense, if you have a particular qualification that enables you to do a treatment um, to a perhaps to a higher level, perfect. Dan, that's what you talk about. You talk about the safety message. You talk about outcome. You talk about experience, transformation. There's no point banging the drum talking about qualifications, etc., etc. It's it's irrelevant. And the reason it's irrelevant is because from way back in the Botox era, 1996, what you've got is you have a lifestyle model, FMCG, fast-moving consumer goods. Botox is viewed as an FMCG, as a fast-moving consumer good, as a beauty product. A pharmaceutical drug is now is viewed as a beauty product. And I flip that to the other end of it is, do you consider Viagra to be a treatment for, um, what's the treatment? Is Viagra a treatment for impotence or is Viagra a sex aid? You know, on one hand, yes, it's a treatment for impotence. On the other hand, it's a sex aid. So it all depends on the usage of it and the consumer's um, desire to use it in a particular way. Now, if your desire is to basically use Viagra in a way that enhances a performance, then it's a sex aid. If the answer is actually to solve a medical issue, then it's a medical problem. It's a medical product. But it's all the decision is made by the person who is using the product or receiving the product. The decision is not made by the person selling it and how they view it. And this is where the this is where the, the balance is out so as we come into this fourth era it's time to get to grips with that message it's time to appreciate that the consumer is the key 
and the consumer is savvy, the consumer is now digital, the consumer is now online, and the consumer wants to be served in a different way. And if you continue to drive the same old messages, then you're going to get the same result. And the messages that I'm hearing in the market now are exactly the same messages that I heard in 2011 um, when I left Allegan. They're the same messages that I heard in 2004 when I joined the market and the same messages I'm hearing now. So Subscribe now for tips, join, insight, in, and stories um, to enhance, empower, um, educate, podcast, and elevate your business um, to new heights. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about this, about how you, how you can use this fourth era to create that real differentiation in your business and really stand out from your competition. It's not as difficult as you may well think, but it's just going to re- require a little bit of bravery, maybe eat a brave burger and a change of mindset. Um, because, you know, like I've said, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, this message will resonate, but winter is coming. And um, short-term little squabbles about who's doing what, when to who are no longer relevant, not in the face of the um the the economic challenges that are going to be hitting this market in in six to eight months time right guys look forward to uh i hope that's been useful uh if you've really if you've enjoyed this and you found it insightful please you know subscribe please leave a review i love getting the or send me a message i love getting the feedback it, it means a lot um because when i'm sat here basically just talking to a garage band screen uh, you don't get an awful lot of feedback, but the feedback I get is is always from the messages um, and the reviews um, and the the, um, fe- the re- yeah the messages and reviews that I get from you guys. So have a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves, and I'll speak to you all soon.